Scouting Combine now just five days away in Indianapolis. Everybody in the NFL going to descend on Indy and maybe make some deals. I don't know. Maybe the Bears have already told Justin Fields that they'll try to make a deal for him as he's unfollowed them on Instagram. Ooh, <laughs> on this edition of As the NFL Turns. Yeah, uh, we'll get into that with Ian Valentino, NFL draft analyst for Pro Football Network, one hour from now. In 40 minutes, we play Would You Rather Wednesday uh, with a number of different items that our good friend Mario producing this week has cooked up. And in 20 minutes, Noops, Alec Christensen joins us from the Bet US NBA show to talk about the stretch run here is everybody has got somewhere around 28 games left, 27, 28, a couple teams with as many as 29, but everybody right around that 28 game mark, which is about as close to a third of the season as you can get. Everybody's about two thirds of the way through the season with the all-star break now wrapping up and teams getting back to it, a loaded NBA slate tomorrow night that we can start to dive into tomorrow morning here on BetQL daily presented by BetMGM, live coast to coast, on the BetQL network, but let's let's take more of a macro view on this J-Rod right now and talk about some of the win totals that are out there and what needs to be adjusted, where there's some value maybe, and what we like. And let's let's just for giggles start at the bottom of the board, right? Like you've got the Pistons sitting there at BetMGM at 13 and a half wins. And there's a hilarious story about how they've made Wingstop millions of dollars this year um, that we can get into when we've got more time. But they're 8 and 46, right? So they're two-thirds of the way through the season, and they have won just eight games. Now, the, the catch here is that three of those wins have come in their last 10. So maybe they're kind of slowly improving. They put that massive losing streak in the rearview mirror. Maybe it feels like there's a little bit of value there on the Pistons to win. Six is a big, it's not so stupid. Six more wins is a big number for them, though, down the stretch in the final third of the season, given that they've won only eight at this point. Do we... Do we see any value in the Pistons, for example, with the lowest win total in the league right now, Bet MGM, 13 and a half? Can they win six more games, J-Rod? I mean, if, if it took them 54 games to win right. eight, you're, we're, we're asking them to win six out of 28 games. Now, again, I was told there'd be no math when I, when, when I left school, but I – I, you know what? The under is, is at plus money. I think it'd be worth it. But I think one of the funniest things that we had uh, somebody tell us on the show this week is I don't want to spend my, my my spring and summer checking Detroit Pistons box scores. So, <laughs> so, so Valid point. I, I can think of a hundred other uh-huh. things I'd rather do than wake up in the morning and figure out how the Pistons did today. Uh I, I mean, if I had to, I think I would bet the under only because it's at plus money. I mean, right. six and twenty-two isn't. I mean, they, they were eight and forty-six. I mean, granted, you think they're going to run into a couple of games here and there, especially at the end of the season when maybe they're playing teams that have already clinched, or maybe they have right. nothing to play for, and all of a sudden they they figure it out. But I think it would be a stay away. But if I had to make a bet, I would bet the under. Uh, at at plus money and under and go on under 13 and a half. Oof. All right, let me flip to the top of the board then. Um, the Celtics, 43 wins. 
They are six games clear of the Cavs now. They are really starting to put a stranglehold on the top spot in the East. They've got, what, 27 games left, okay? Their win total at BetMGM right now set at 63 and a half. So can they get to 64? That's 21 wins in their last 27 games. That's just about on pace to what they've done through the first two-thirds of the season, right? They'd have to go 21 and six, I think, is the right math there. Um, I wonder, though, you know, we talked about this. We talked about it last week when we were talking about uh, some of the teams out west and how they choose to play it down the stretch, whether they're in it or they've secured a spot. Like, the Celtics could feel fairly confident in securing the number one seed with a good amount of time left in the season if they continue to play at this pace. I mean, again, the Cavs have been playing out of their minds for the better part of a month and a half and are still six games back. So with that being said, the next closest team is Milwaukee, who is an abject disaster still since Doc Rivers was hired. So is there any reason to think the Celtics won't have the one seed secured and start to rest guys and think about how they parcel out minutes down the stretch so that guys are fresh once the postseason hits. I think that's a reason I would wonder if they can get to that number because I do think they're really going to manage minutes down the stretch once they've all but secured that top seed in the East. Yeah, yeah. On on one hand, you think to yourself, who is going to push them to win 21 out of 27 down the stretch. Right, exactly. On the other hand, they have the third easiest schedule the rest mm. of the way. So they don't have a lot of competition. I think Joe Mazzula isn't going to take the foot off the gas. I think after what happened last year, I think he does not want any of that rust versus rest thing. I think they're going to he's going to push these guys maybe not, you know, the stars playing 40 minutes, but I think they are going to play it straight all the way to the end. And I think they'll get it because I think Joe Mazzula and the Celtics will keep that sort of let's win. We're not taking our foot off the gas. Let's go all the way through. So we go into the playoffs with winning momentum and winning stuff and, and you know, 64, 65 wins. I think they get it. A, because I don't think they're going to take the foot off the gas and they've got a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. Yeah, the schedule, the strength of schedule is an important point that you bring up. I do, man, I don't mind the killer instinct if you want to have that. I just don't know if March is the time to 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 sharpen that, right? To to fine tune that thing. It, man, I'd rather get ensure that I get through the first round of the playoffs completely healthy or as healthy as possible. And I'm not pushing, especially Tatum and Brown and even Porzingis down the stretch. Uh, but you're right. That seems like a Missoula thing to do. Um, back to the closer to the bottom of the board. The Spurs are at 11 and 44. We talked about them last week when we were previewing the Southwest or sort of reviewing the Southwest, catching people up on what they may have missed in the first two thirds of the season leading into the all-star break. And look, I, I think we agree that Wemby kind of it's exponential now, his improvement on a game to game basis. He looks really mm-hmm. good right now. Um, the range is there. He's playing defensively really well. The blocks are there. He's a presence for the Spurs inside and outside. The question though, at bed MGM with the win total at 17 and a half is 
can they win seven of their final 27 games? That seems like a, that seems like a really doable number to me, J-Rod. I don't know what you think of the Spurs down the stretch. I know, again, when we talked about you know managing minutes and load management, all of that stuff, Wemby is something to think about down the stretch and how Pop wants to handle that. But I think asking them to win seven of their final 27 with Wemby's exponential growth here in the second half of the season continuing, I kind of like that number, especially at plus money. Yeah, I, 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 I'm taking the under. I'm taking okay. the under because at the under, because the Spurs have the second toughest schedule down the stretch. They still have three with the Nuggets, two with the Thunder, one with the Wolves, two with the Suns, one with the Knicks. I don't think Wemby's going to finish the season. I think Pop's going to rest them. You know, not that Pop is is, is the kind of guy that's going to chase draft picks, but you know, you got to remember they're only three behind the Pistons for again trying to for the worst record and trying to get those the most ping pong balls and everything together there. I like the under. I don't think they're going to get it. I think they're going to shut them down. 16, like, I got it at 16 and a half. But if it's at 17 and a half at BetMGM, even better, and I'll take the under again. That's 5 and 12 down the stretch with the second toughest schedule in the league. A lot of nuggets, a lot of thunder on that schedule. I'll I'll take the under in that game. Lots of teams battling for position. Yeah. Um, All right. So let's pivot back to another young team, but this time – in the Eastern Conference and a team that's a part of the play-in conversation right now, 30-25, and 25, the Magic are right there. They would be in the play-in, playing a, a play-in game in Miami right now if the season ended today. We know it doesn't. We know they've got 27 games left. They've already won 30, and their win total sits at 45-and-a-half at BetMGM. Uh, a little juiced, uh, a little shaded to the over at minus 125, but – a chance to get into the play-in. This team, Bancaro, looks pretty good the last few weeks especially. Um, I think if you're asking the Magic to win, what, 16 of their final 27 games, I think there's a team that chasing a playoff spot. I, I would feel good about them doing that down the stretch. It would be a marked improvement over their pace to this point. But I think you get a young team who's hungry, who's trying to if, if not scratch and fight and claw their way up and out of the play-in tier, at, ver- at the very least, just stay in the play-in tier. They've won 7-10 going into the All-Star break. I think I feel all right about the Magic right now, J-Rod. I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I definitely like the over in this. Uh, they have the easiest schedule of the, the rest of the way. I mean, three with the Hornets, two with the Pistons, the Blazers, the Grizzlies, the, the, the Wizards. Two more with the Raptors. That's a lot of wins. And for a team that is hungry and hunting for a playoff spot to get in there, I I think the Heat are off their schedule now. No more against them. Again, to me, it's a bad division. The team that that you're you're fighting with, you don't have to play anymore. You got a lot of bad teams in, in on your schedule, and I think Orlando gets there. I think they, you know, it's it's going to be a sweat a little bit. But you're telling me they got to go 16 and 11 down the stretch against. You know, when when eight, so nine of those games yeah. are against awful teams, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, another young team that is probably a year or two ahead of schedule, although they've fallen back out of the play-in race on the Western side in the last couple of weeks. And we talked about them, again, when we did the Southwest Division catch-up last week. Uh, the Rockets, win total at 36.5, minus 125 at BetMGM. 
If you look at the way they went into the break, though, the Rockets, you know, lost seven of their final 10 into the break. Um, at home, good team. You, you like the way they've handled themselves at home. Uh, a young team that obviously looks more comfortable, I think, at home. You get them away from Houston, though, and they're an abject disaster. They're 5-21 and 21 on the road, J-Rod. 24-30 and 30 right now with a win total sitting at where it is. I, I don't know if I do see them winning 13 of their final 24 games. I know that's only a couple games over 500, but I think maybe they've shot their shot, and what we see from the Rockets is a young team looking kind of tired down the stretch because they took their run, and it wasn't good enough, and you can see them sort of falling off in that the last couple of weeks here leading up to the break. Yeah, the only thing that gives me any interest in this uh proposition chris is that they don't need to have a winning record you know they could be 13 and 15 down the stretch and get to that number and get us to the pay window i mean i'm looking at i'm looking at the teams on their schedule it's equally good equally bad i mean they get they still have three with the blazers two with the spurs two with the wizards three with the jazz but they also have three with the suns three with Oklahoma City, two with the Clippers, one with the Wolves. That smells like a 500 team, right? That smells 500 down the stretch to me, and they don't have to be 500. You've got a little bit of a wiggle room. I think they get there. It'll be a sweaty sweat, but I would take it. Minus 108 is is the last, is the odds I got for the over 36 and a half. Listen, it's money in the bank. They already got us 24. They've done the heavy lifting. Yeah. You don't have to be, you don't, you don't, you don't have to have a winning record down the stretch. I think they get there. Yeah, I wonder how they react. Again, a young team to when they do start to fall farther and farther back. Because I I think they're going to – you're going to start to slowly see the play-in tier, you know, Kings, Lakers, Warriors, Mm -hmm. even Mavericks and Pelicans start to pull away uh, from Utah. Maybe Utah pulls away and stays in that play-in conversation down the stretch as well. But Houston's going to start to fall back, I think, a little towards Memphis. And do they do they do they feel the same motivation when they're five, six games back of the final play in spot? Do they lose interest? That's my only question. Yeah, that, yeah. And that's where the coaching ha- comes in. You're right. Do they True. lose interest, especially with a young team? All right. One I know we need to talk about. Forty six and a half wins, but a nice a nice plus number on the heat to get there before the end of the season. Your Miami Heat, J-Rod. I'm now putting it all in your corner by calling them your Miami Heat. 30 and 25 at the break, though. 27 games left. They can hit that number, right? Yeah, they got to win 17 with the fourth easiest schedule in the league. Um, 47 wins plus 122. That's a healthy plus number. I'd roll Mm -hmm. the dice with them. Listen, we saw how they finished, right, with wins at Milwaukee and wins at Philadelphia. Fourth easiest schedule and a, and, a, and a busted up division. Really, the only thing they got to hold off is the magic. I like them. I like the culture. I like Spolstra. Jimmy Butler looks like he's getting ready to be playoff, Jimmy. I'll, I'll take the over on that. And a team that looks like they're ready to steal that final top six spot, maybe from Indiana as well. Just a half game back coming out of the All Star break. What do we expect from these teams as we jump back into a loaded NBA slate? Tomorrow night, we talk to Noops, Alex Christensen of the BetUS NBA show next right here on BetQL Daily.